Hey, welcome to Snackdown. I'm Andy. No. <laughs> Just no? Yeah. Hey, welcome to Snackdown. I'm Justin, and this is... How is that better than mine? <laughs> it was pretty good. Okay. It's the norm. I'm Andy. Is that, that's what Andy. people are used to. Yeah. <laughs> and it is actually pretty hot in my apartment, and it's November... It's November. <laughs> Exclamation point. I was going to say that date, but then I was like, do I really want people to know I'm recording? I don't know. Uh, it doesn't matter. I don't think people... Yeah, it's uh, this week in November. It's been like 70s. Yeah, it's been amazing. And because of all the windows in my apartment, it just kind of is a heat box. Real greenhouse. So we got some drinks here. That speaking cool of greenhouse. Off. Yeah. Uh, speaking of greenhouse, yeah, this is a green drink. <laughs> uh, let's have a sip first. Yeah. Let's talk about it, right? Yeah. Okay, let's have a sip. Mmm. That is refreshing. Mm. Can we talk about the top, though? Yeah. Look at kind of the top layer. Yeah, there's like a weird green... It kind of looks like bile. algae. Let's call it bile. You know it when you go to like a like stagnant bile. water pond and it's like got that green layer? You know when you throw up? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right? Am I wrong? A little. I'm wrong? No, man. You're a little right. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know which one I'm more upset about. <laughs> Yum. It is very good. Yeah. This actually. is like a drink where if someone handed it to me at a spa, you know, kind of tastes like that, right? A spa? Yeah. It's not a pretty in cool color. Spa. Not in a color. cocktail spa. Huh? A cocktail spa? I mean, I think I think usually there's cocktails or like maybe like wine at like mm-hmm. a lot of spas. Yeah. So this is called... What are we drinking? Yeah. This is a Midori Sour. In yeah. this episode, we're going to be focusing on Midori. What the Midori is it? <laughs> so I'll tell you what is in this drink. And then I'll talk about what Midori is in general. Okay. So there's an ounce of Midori in here. There's an ounce of vodka. And there's a half ounce of fresh squeezed lemon juice, which I actually squeezed a lemon. And a half ounce of fresh squeezed lime juice. And then you top it all off with some soda water. And you garnish with a lemon wheel, which I think it looks pretty good. Yeah, but I'm going to take a little video of the the top stuff sloshing around. And I'll let people decide. How's that sound? (laughs) About the bile? (laughs) Yes. So, have you ever had Midori before? I've never had Midori before that I'm aware of. So Midori is a sweet, bright green colored musk melon flavored liqueur. Have you ever had musk melon before? I never have. So <laughs> it's made in Japan and it's made by Suntory, hmm. which makes whiskey. And they're well known for their whiskeys. And I think they make beer too. And I've had Suntory whiskey before and it's delicious. And Midori is made out of musk melon and yubari. What's It's also, those are two native to like only Japan. That's awesome. Yeah. So it is actually made of muskmelon. And it's made out of fresh, both of them are actual ingredients in it. Is there any green food dye in it? Yes, there? they do. In the <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm like, this is so unnatural. How could they consistently get, yeah. you know, I mean, because this is like, remember like ectoplasm uh, mm-hmm. flavored high C? Yeah. Kind of a little bit of that going <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah. And so uh, Midori is the, it's named after the Japanese word for green. Makes sense. It's very green. So it's just called green? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if we had a liqueur named green, be like, yeah, put some green in there. Right? So it, like Midori sounds like way cooler than just calling it green. Interesting. So it is manufactured in the United States, Mexico, and France. Hmm. The, uh, this is a very um, tart drink, mm-hmm. would you say? Yes. Do you ever, do you ever get those like jaw uh, tightenings? I um, get the pain. No, not like a pain, but like. Like you feel like your the the jaw just kind of like tightens up or mm-hmm. yeah like especially with sour stuff I'm getting big hits of that right now, <laughs> and it's not like something that's like over the top sour. It's not like we're drinking Warheads or anything like mm-hmm. that, but it's uh, pretty decent. So it says uh, 
Midori flavor is derived from the muskmelons and the cantaloupe-like yobari fruit, and then which they are infused with neutral grain spirits. Before bottling, the melon spirit is blended with brandy and sugar and dosed with food coloring to achieve the characteristic bright green color. I never would have got brandy. Would you? No, but brandy is also in, I think, like hypnotic or yeah. something like that. Like a lot of these like liqueurs, I think, for some reason have brandy as like a, a subtle base. Maybe just like a, a balance that you wouldn't have mm-hmm. thought to just keep it from tasting like a straight up like Jolly Rancher. Yeah. Hmm. I guess uh, I guess bar, uh, Midori is like hated by bartenders. Why? Because it's, they think it's so gross. It uh, like I guess that Midori had a heyday in like the seventies, eighties. I guess there was like a rise in cocktails then. Uh, there was also a huge rise in Japanese culture. Yeah. Right. And like appropriation. Yeah. And so then it like in like the nineties and on, it like no one was drinking Midori, and everyone was like, "What in the world do we do with Midori?" And just recently, it started to like pick up steam again i guess so i'd like to know what midori tastes like would you like to do a shot Mm -hmm. of midori (laughs) (laughs) a shot of midori perhaps (laughs) do you want to yes yeah let's go get the midori okay (laughs) all right we'll just be two scoots away (laughs) two scoots of a midori all right we'll be back in two seconds seriously and we're back and we're back. With a shot of, whew, that smells like a Jolly Rancher. Yeah, it does. It kind of smells like cough syrup, too. A little bit, yeah. Very sweet. Cough syrup. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Very sweet. It tastes like cough syrup. A little bit. So, you want to know where they first drank this and who drank it first? What do you mean? It was introduced in, in the U.S. in 1978 at Studio 54. I believe that. It was drinking by John Travolta on the set of Saturday Night Fever. When they first introduced it. So the first time that it was introduced in the U.S., most popularly was drank by John Travolta in Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. Kind of like it was at a party he's like, during hey, the film. Hey, can I get a Midori? And everyone's <laughs> like, gosh, he's so exotic. I don't think it was even in the show. It was brought to like the filming. Oh, okay. And they had like okay. a party and dancing okay. and it was introduced to them. Right after the cocaine they had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're like, this is great. <laughs> yeah. So this Midori sour that we're drinking is the most popular way to drink Midori now. I was looking at, there was, you look at the back of the bottle and it, it's got like a recipe for Midori margarita. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Midori, when you're looking at Midori recipes, a lot of them are like additions to other things. So there's like a Midori daiquiri and a Midori sour and a Midori margarita. I saw a, a Midori mojito. A lot of times it's paired with gin too, because okay. I guess like it, it mixes with herbs and botanicals really well, I guess. I could see that, I guess. I probably wouldn't put it with like a like a super dry gin. I'd probably do something more like a little more floral or yeah. maybe a little more not fruity, but yeah. If if something just tasted like straight up like juniper berries, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I would necessarily would have liked that. You know, so club soda always gets me too. Like I feel like club soda sort of takes a little of the flavor out of things, mm-hmm. just with like the carbonating bite. Yeah. So what do you think of this? So this recipe doesn't say for how much soda water you're supposed to put in right. club soda so right. it just topped it so mm-hmm. i think i think it's the right amount i think it kind of yeah, makes it subtle it probably is yeah it's again it's very tart i kind of taste the midori like kind of like mid-tongue mm-hmm. i think it, it you need good. to mellow it out like this because of just how sweet it is it's like sweet syrup i mean i know it's made with real melons and like it's made with like real fruit but it just has a real artificial taste to it. Yeah. And I, I, I do think that like we as a culture have kind of moved away from 
well, we're trying to move away from like super artificial flavored things. Like mm-hmm. if you can get the real flavor from something, get it. Yeah. <laughs> right. This just like, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like in the same way that hypnotic is not as widely used as it was in the early 2000s, yeah. I think this probably died out at that time. Mm-hmm. Maybe people are just drinking it ironically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I'm not sure. Like it's. But seems... yeah, I guess, you know, in looking up a lot of different Midori things, it's one of those things, is Midori good or what can you actually use Midori in? Like yeah. a lot of people are confused as to how to use it. Bartenders don't like it because it's too like sweet and syrupy that they don't know how to make like a good cocktail with it. There's not a lot of Midori-only cocktails. Mm-hmm. It's like, how can I use a melon flavor to flavor something melon? Right. That's already exists. Right, right. But I guess now in the cocktail revival that we're in right now, mm-hmm. like they're kind of like growing more more people are drinking cocktails. I think it's becoming a little bit more popular. People are trying to like experiment with how to use it. And we'll have a little bit of a weirder one later. You have and you haven't like you haven't told me about either <laughs> no. of these, right? I <laughs> know. The next one's gonna be weird. It's awesome. So there was one I wanted to do. I was telling Andy about it, but we would have just been super drunk. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the Blue Bahama, and it used seven different alcohols. Called a Blue in Bahama. It. Yeah. You wake up the next day and don't know yeah. how you're sunburnt everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. Man, so I've been. I use a lot of like bottled lemon and lime juice just because it's easier, and you're making a lot of cocktails. Mm-hmm. A fresh squeezing. That's good. I think it makes a little bit of a difference. I think it makes a lot of bit of it. <laughs> really? Yeah. At first I was like, screw this. I'm not going to squeeze every time I'm going to make a cocktail. But they're make, cheap and Yeah, they good. keep well. Like yeah. if Okay, so a bag of lemons is not that expensive. No. And if you know that you're going to make, like if you're like, uh, okay, I guess I'm going to be on a forced cocktail kick. Yeah. Then it's good. Yeah, if I'm having a cocktail party, it's better to get like a bag of lemons. When are you having a cocktail party? <laughs> not now. <laughs> Maybe in 2022. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After the Great War. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, but yeah, like but in that could, instance. Yeah, I mean, if you you could get, but you could get like three or four lemons, and yeah. they, you, keep you could probably make a couple cocktails out yeah. of them. And if one of them goes bad, then it's like you lost a lemon. Mm-hmm. Way worth it. Yeah, I need to get a squeezer, like a citrus fruit squeezer. Yep. Because my fingers are like, you know, you're like squeezing Burning. as much juice out of those. Oh yeah, you're yeah. getting that. Like, you're getting that pump, huh? Yeah. Getting that climber pump. <laughs> Pinch strength. Yeah, uh, yeah, and and you can be more choosy with lemons. Do you think that like they're going around and kind of like squeezing them and going, "Oh, this one's ripe." Mm-hmm. No, they don't care. They're just they're chucking literally everything into the machine. So this is one thing I don't buy lemons and limes a lot, other than just for cocktails. The classic idea of uh, lemon is yellow and green lime, but sometimes because that's our popular conception, that is like when they're just about to be done. Because there was like green, kind of yellowy. Mm-hmm. limes mm-hmm. and then there was yellow turning kind of orangish lemons so i was like i don't know how to tell which one is the best to use today yeah because they do a lot of times they'll pick them so that they can be ready in like a couple yeah. days or whatever but i mean i go a lot by feel i'm probably gonna get chastised for that what do you go for like a squishy lemon i don't know man <laughs> yeah. eh, a little squishy honestly with a fruit like this where you're trying to get the juice out of it mm-hmm there's specific times, I think, where they're most juicy. Like if they're underripe or overripe, a lot of times they don't have as much juice. Right. I try to get something that's not like so hard that it feels like it's going to be really starchy on the inside or like too sour on the inside. And then I get, if I feel like the uh, the skin is too fleshy, I also fleshy? don't want that. Fleshy? Like real thick and kind of, I don't know how to describe it. I want something that's going to be a little drier, I guess. And I, and I don't, to be honest, I really don't know if that's the right method. But that's typically what I'll... Should we look it up? Yeah. 
How to pick the perfect lemon. So, a good rule of thumb is that most citrus is not ripe until it achieves its final color, which is good to know. And sometimes not even then. Limes will actually begin to turn yellow when overripe. Ah. And lemons turn yellow before they are fully ready. So I was thinking yellow limes was just underripe, but yellowing limes are overripe. I don't know what to tell you, man. So, you want your limes all green and your lemons all yellow, I guess. I guess. (laughs) But for me... It it does come down to like a feel of like mm-hmm. I really don't know. I and feel a, like a, a little bit of a squish. Yeah, like any fruit that I'm buying, if it's way too hard, I don't want it. No, although like a big bag of lemons, unless like, it's an apple, I don't want a squishy apple. Yeah, <laughs> if it's a big bag of lemons, I will. I'm not as judicious. Like I'm not gonna like go through, like kind of cycle through each like little piece. You know, I'm not gonna do that. Uh, hmm, Ten out of twelve I'm, are good. When I'm yeah. Ten out of twelve. Let's see the next batch and spend a couple hours here. I've got time to kill. <laughs> and then you touch every bag and you turn around, and all the customers are glaring at you. Yeah, because you're living in pandemic times. And, you and there's like a line that's line. been started that's like half a mile long. And I'm like, guys, there's only like five bags of lemons. Yeah, and everyone in their car has like agave syrup, and yeah, they're all like, they're ready to go. <laughs> yeah, they're like, what the hell? They're honking. Yeah, yeah. This is really good. So I bought my Dory on a whim a long time ago. <laughs> For some reason, <laughs> I was there and I bought it. And I was it was thinking, Friday night. I was, think, <laughs> I was thinking it was something else. And then you had your... I was like, oh, what will I use this for? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I made one cocktail with it and it wasn't very good. You had your big ass disco collared shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was watching John Travolta and I was like, I got to get some Midori. Yeah. Uh, the Midori flavor kind of picked up. Towards the end of the of the glass, mm-hmm. maybe just because it was like a lot of the club soda was up on top, but yeah, it's good. I think it turned out pretty good. I think it did turn out pretty good. Do you want to hear what was in the Bahama, the Blue Bahama? Yes. Gin, rum, vodka. Yeah, that's Te- that's already too much. Tequila. Ah, no. Triple sec. Okay. Midori. Uh huh. Blue curacao. Okay. And then you have sweet and sour mix or lemon and lime. And then you have this one says splash of Seven Up. I hate that. <laughs> like a I, splash of Seven Up, like that's gonna that's gonna uh, really turn the tide on all the other shit that you just threw in there. <laughs> like, like, what kind of farce is that? You just want bubbles in there. That's fine. Just say you want bubbles. That's that's so disgusting. Though. <laughs> right? uh, so many. Things. I want a splash of Seven Up. That just took a shitty drink and turned it. Into I feel like a- someone put Midori in a glass and like, how can we make this taste good? A little bit of this. No. Nope. A little bit of this. Not that. Nope. Hey, is someone documenting this? Yeah, you are? <laughs> a little Over bit there? of this. Whoa, a little bit of this. Oh. Keep going. And then it's like, this tastes all right. What did we add into it? Everything. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's like when you're working on a group project and everyone starts doing shit and like there's no direction. And really, like five minutes into it, you should have been like, all right, let's all just kind of you know, reorganize <laughs> here. No one did that, right? Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> I'm glad we didn't do that. It sounds like fun. It sounds like hangover. Yeah. So I was like, well, if we're doing two cocktails, there's no way. No way. No way. I'm excited for the next one. I don't know what it is, but you kind of have a chaotic neutral look about it. <laughs> it's going to be a weird one. <laughs> uh, you want to take a break? and yeah, let's uh, take a break and uh, you know, shake it on up. We'll be back in a little bit, guys. Yeah. We'll see you in a minute. <laughs> All right. Bye. <laughs> And we 
<laughs> Peaky much? Very peaky. Sorry, you want to do it again? Yeah. And we're back. back. That was different. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> and this drink is also very different. Very different. Should we take a sip? Yeah. <laughs> Andy is reluctantly. Reluctantly crouched at the starting line. That's very interesting. Okay. <laughs> you look at this drink and you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. Uh, it tastes more similar to a Bloody Mary than the last drink. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But did anyone expect that? No. So <laughs> what we're drinking. <laughs> don't, don't be like so like pish posh about it. Man. So this uh, drink is called Conflict and Compromise. I was going to say Conflict of Interest. <laughs> <laughs> so it's we'll not ta- compromise. <laughs> I'll tell you what this is. Uh, there's a tequila, Amadori, okay, fresh lime no juice. with that. Yeah. Agave nectar. Yeah. Cool. There's two slices of jalapeno pepper what? and seven slices of cilantro. <laughs> and what the hell is a cilantro slice? We don't know. I think they just messed up on that. It smells kind of like a taco. <laughs> this cocktail smells like a taco. Oh, yeah. It actually kind of does. But it's actually pretty it, good. It, like Just like a salsa in general, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because it's got the jalapeno. I think it's actually really good. I'm tasting a lot of the Midori and the lime juice and the agave nectar. Like It's pretty sweet. I taste uh, a heat. Just I, weird. I taste a heat on my tongue. This I'm not a, tasting a jalapeno. I'm just tasting heat. This drink is discordant and thrown. It's being torn in three different directions. Okay? Because <laughs> it's got heat, then it's got a very strong kind of cilantro sort of flavor, and then it's got like lime. You know? It's just weird. So the guy, what do the you guy think that about made this it drink? says, Midori lends itself to all kinds of infusions and plays well with right. herbs and spices like cayenne, which we're not in here. Brock Schlute, the bartender of the Monarch in Kansas City. I like to use cilantro and jalapeno for an interesting margarita-style variation. It's just very odd, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's very spicy too. For having like only like two smallish slices of jalapeno, yep. you know they they kind of so mine. In the I think yours did too. I didn't take the seeds out, so anytime you leave the seeds, yeah, in a jalapeno, it makes it hotter. So the guy says. I like to pair bright melon flavors with savory and selenic notes. Ingredients such as sesame seeds, sesame oil, salts, and different spice, says Will Lee, the beverage director of the Grey Ghost and second best in Detroit. Herbaceous Mm. botanical gins, grassy vegetal tequilas, or funky rums all allow Midori's unique profile to shine as brightly as color. Um, What do you think about this? It is weird. The recipe calls for tequila ocho plata. I think it's like a sipping tequila, which this I don't know has, if it would like change this too much. No, I, I think this is a this is a bartender's cocktail. So if they're using ocho plata, like you're just gonna run up the bill a little more, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, really though. <laughs> so you don't like it at all? I'm not. This is not a pour out drink, mm-hmm. but this is a maybe halfway drink. Really? So uh, it smells very much like spicy cilantro. Yeah. I was expecting more of a spicy cilantro taste. I wasn't expecting it to have such a sweet taste. It does have a very sweet taste. The sweet taste that it does. The agave. And I think it's the agave syrup. The lime juice. And the Midori. The agave syrup and and the Midori Midori combined, like, really make it pretty sweet. With just a little bit of heat. Yeah. So, I mean, this isn't, like, muted with the overwhelming uh, flavors of lemon and lime. It has some lime in it. Mm -hmm. But then also, um, it's very sweet. I do like the heat in there. Yeah. I think the cilantro is the thing that's kind of weird. Yes, I, I completely agree. I don't. I, I think <laughs> I don't think the cilantro has any place being here. And I hate to say that cilantro because you're right here, but I'm going to say it in front of you. <laughs> I love cilantro. It's I so do. Good. I do too. Like in burritos, dude. Like I put cilantro. You can put cilantro on anything. Ice cream. 
Yeah. Stop. <laughs> People are turning off the podcast now. <laughs> so cilantro reminds me, just in like its essence as like basil, like aroma wise, flavor wise, it kind of is very strong. It's got some basil elements, but it really skews in a on a path that basil won't go. Well, I think we've pigeonholed cilantro into this Latin. South American, yeah. Latin American food. Yeah. Whereas basil, we kind of use in lots of different things. Mm-hmm. So I think that's another thing that's throwing you off just because of our like preconceived ideas about cilantro. <laughs> Would you have a cilantro gimlet? Maybe. What's maybe? A uh, slimlet? <laughs> <laughs> How what? Slimming? A slimlet. A slimlet. Uh, cilantro gimlet? Maybe. Maybe not, though. Yeah. Cilantro's... I'm going to make you have it. Okay. Not as, like, garden, summer garden as basil. It's not as northeast summer garden as basil. Yeah. Right? I, I, You're think, thinking there's, like I think there's a really, basil like... Basil and thyme and... You know, like, all the Simon and Garfunkel yeah. songs. <laughs> Parsley, seed, rosemary, cilantro. And then it kind of has, like, a little bit of, like, a Latin kind of... She, like, hit the little, like, canasta <laughs> thing. Nice. So, yeah, the weather's been nice, and you are going climbing. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to talk about it every episode, but I'm very excited yeah. to go climbing. <laughs> yeah, going to be the last time for the season. So. Nice. We're cool. going to do crack climbing. So I'm going to sniff some crack. Well, I'm going, to tell my, I'm going to tell my family and friends that I'm going into the woods tomorrow and doing some crack. So you're basically just climbing a crack. You're not climbing a rock wall. Well, yeah, so you're climbing like face climbing. Where you meet, where two walls meet in the crack. Yes, or where one wall divides. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah, you can do like different types of types of climbing with it. Are there like, set, like so when you go somewhere like this? Yeah. Are there pre-planned like this is the best route to do, or do, or is that like hidden information you kind of have to figure it out on your own? No, no, the, it's 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 very well established. Yeah. So is that kind of not as cool though? Like to follow someone as, else's route? No, it's an established route. It's like an established and like. But there's route. difference between like exploring a new island for the first time. And following someone else's route. Uh, I'm not. You're not doing, blazing a trail. I'm You're not blazing following a, trail. a trail. I have no intent on blazing a trail. No. Uh, I think the people that blaze the trail, good for them. That's not on my docket <laughs> for my life, right? Yeah. I think there's a level of danger, right, that goes mm-hmm. into blazing your own trail, and like there's a level of like trad climbing, you know. So once you have like a family with kids, the, it kind of you the know trail blazing days are over. Yeah, a little bit, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The place that we went to for the first time, like last time I was there, uh, the wall that we started on was like um, a route that had, the wall had just been established like that spring. Like so spring 2020 is when they were drilling in those bolts, you know, right in the middle someone of the pandemic. Someone had extra time. <laughs> yeah, someone had a little extra time. and uh, But it was cool because, I mean, it still is kind of like, it still is a work in progress because it is this type of rock. It's like sort of a crappy limestone. It's like kind of crumbling in some mm-hmm. spots that aren't you know, quote unquote, the route, mm-hmm. um, and even in spots that are the route. <laughs> so you're kind of, you can kind of flick some of these like small little pebbles off the, hmm. off the route, which is cleaning it in a way. So yeah. you're kind of helping it to establish the route. Hmm. But de-rocking. I mean, you're de-rocking. Yeah. Yep. De-chossing, if you will. Oh. So choss is actually like, a word for it. Yeah. Choss is like a word for real crumbly or, or rock that's like loose. Hmm. So if something's chossy, it means it's got a lot of loose rock around it. Have you ever climbed on lemonstone? The hell's lemonstone? Is it like limestone? <laughs> yeah. Just like typically like larger? Uh, larger, a little more yellow. Mm-hmm. 
Can't say I have, Justin. <laughs> Can't say I have. Uh, yeah, so we're going to do that one. I think we're going to do, you know, a couple of the other ones. Cool. So it's so stupid, but it's we want It's a wanna... perfect time for it. It's so nice out. Honest to goodness, like every time that I've planned to go climbing this year, the weather's held up. So start planning every day. I know. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Right. But if then I you have do to that, go through with it. If I do that, everyone's going to be like, it's a drought. What's going on? You know, like I would be responsible for yeah. like hundreds of thousands of, you know, losses. And then I wake up and it's cold and it's like raining or snowing. I'm like, you didn't make it climbing today, did you? And I'm like, didn't even plan on it. Yeah. Cool. But, uh, but it's, yeah, it really has been, we've gotten really lucky. So, yeah. So I've been watching a lot of Gordon Ramsay lately. Uh-huh. I've been watching Kitchen Nightmares. Okay. And uh, I kind of just walk around my house now saying, it's rotten. Is that what he says all the time? <laughs> when he, he, he like investigates people's kitchens. Mm. And a lot of times he like cuts open when peppers. Like throwing out like crappy And food. like their fish that's been sitting there for like a month. Yeah. And like a lot of times they don't believe him. And he's like showing it to their face. He's like, look, it's rotten. <laughs> Do you feel that way about this drink? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty good. So it's growing on me a little bit. I think heat grows on you, right? Mm-hmm. This does have tequila vibes. You know, it's got the lime yeah. agave and tequila. Yeah. Did I say tequila vibes? Yeah. It's got margarita vibes. It's got the tequila. It's got the lime juice. It's got the agave syrup. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have the triple sec. So it's not like a true margarita. The, the Midori kind of replaces the triple sec. Okay. So here's what would make this cocktail a lot better, in my opinion. Salt on the rim. Hmm. Not a bad idea. Hmm. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about that. If we used half to a third the amount of cilantro that we use, I would consider this to be a much better cocktail. Are you tasting a lot of cilantro in the drink, though? Yeah. Really? Yes. I'm not. How many times did you shake the drink? I don't think I shake mine very much. Shook? Shook. (laughs) I'm just wondering if the garnish... So it's garnished with cilantro. And I'm wondering if the smell, which smell has a lot to do with flavor. Smell wine. Yeah, I smell it. Is it the same as yours? Well, I'm... My garnish is still in. Well, take your garnish so out. So I'm the definitely g- smelling cilantro. <laughs> take the garnish out. and I smell it a little bit. Okay. I smell jalapeno, I think. Yeah. I, I smell I, it a little bit. Like that. Like jalapeno is hot, but it also has like a weird sweetness to it. Yeah, it does. And I kind of smell that, but I don't and taste it's also, jalapeno. I, I jalapeno also taste. has like a real like kind of vegetal sort of mm-hmm. smell, and obviously cilantro does too, but yeah. yeah. If, if this had a third the cilantro... Yeah, I think I'd a, probably like jalapeno, up two whole points. jalapeno has a, it, it's like a hot vegetable almost. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't hey, remind hey, me of uh, other peppers, there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like other peppers. A sultry vegetable. Have a similar taste of pepper <laughs> and then they have varying levels of heat. <laughs> so, uh, jalapeno is a very hold separate. On, hold, hold on, bro. Check out that vegetable over there. <laughs> no, not that one. That's, a, that's just a cucumber. Check out the jalapeno. Would you consider that jalapeno to be a hot vegetable? <laughs> <laughs> are peppers vegetables? They, yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just thinking more of like the, I don't know, like hot broccoli or something. You know what I mean? Yo, check out that hot broccoli. <laughs> or like cucumber. Look at the haircut on that broccoli. So good. <laughs> so banana pepper. Yeah. I, I want to like have a cocktail with banana pepper in it. You can do that with other friends. <laughs> It's so funny because when we took the break... When you're entertaining guests... Andy was all excited about like what the next cocktail would be. And I was like, well, it's got cilantro and jalapeno, and his face just dropped. Well, because I knew that it was also like Midori. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think so, the Midori blends well hmm. into this, though. I can 
barely taste the Midori. It tastes a lot of tequila. Yeah. Tequila, agave syrup. Midori is like the the slightest accent of this drink. But I think the Midori makes it a little bit sweeter. Okay. It just brings up the sweet level. Yeah, but can you taste like the melon to it? A little bit. Slightly. I'm really tasting the Yubari. (laughs) (laughs) God damn (laughs) <laughs> You're driving me nuts. <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> Should we look up like a Yubari? Sure. So the Yubari King is a cantaloupe cultivar farmed in greenhouses in Yubari, Hokkaido, a small city close to Sapporo. So it's only made, it's only farmed in greenhouses? The Yubari King is a hybrid of two other cantaloupe cultivars. Mm. Earl's favorite, Burpees, Spicy Cantaloupe. <laughs> Excuse me? I thought this was like a traditional, like, <laughs> Japanese classic. And they, they, <laughs> yes, this is Yubari <laughs> cantaloupe. We got it from Earl's favorite. <laughs> Earl's favorite. Oh, I just got cilantro in your eyes? Uh, maybe jalapeno. Uh, yep, that's what I meant. The Yubari King is a hybrid of Earl's favorite and Burpee's spicy cantaloupe. Okay, that's, that's, that is not. That's the Yubari King, though. I want to know what the Yubari. Queen? Like, just the Yubari melon. So if let's you, go to let's go to muskmelon. If so, muskmelon is the main mu- melon in. Uh, I hope it's older than <laughs> than what that one sounds like. If it's not, then I'm just gonna so like... muskmelon is a species of melon that has been developed into many cultivated varieties. These include smooth skin varieties such as the honeydew, Crenshaw, cassava, skin. and different netted cultivars: cantaloupe, Persian melon, Santa Claus, or the Christmas melon. There's a Santa Claus melon. What the hell is going on? <laughs> Do they do they think that that like helped with sales? The origin Calling of the, something a Santa Claus melon. The origin of the musk melon is not known. Research has revealed that's way has, better than Earl's favorite. The research has revealed that seeds and rootstocks were among the goods traded among the caravan routes of the ancient world. Some botanists consider musk melons native to the Levant or Egypt, hmm. while others place their origin in India or Central Asia. Still, others support African origins, and in modern times, wild musk melons can still be found in some African countries. I hated a lot of that conversation that we just had. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want me to look up the Santa Claus melon? No! Yeah, okay, fine. The Santa Claus melon, sometimes known as the Christmas melon, or piel de sapo, toad skin, is a variety of melon (laughs) originating in Spain that grows to about a foot in length and is ovid in shape. It has thick green striped outer rind and a pale green to whiter inner flesh with mild melon flavor and sweetness close to honeydew melon. Sounds like a watermelon at this point, yeah. right? Striped? But oh, no, like, it was like toad-skinned? On the outside, it looks like a watermelon. It's green, like toad-skinned. But on the and inside, what skinned? Toad-skinned. That's what peel de sapo means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's toad-skinned mean? I don't know. You know how like a toad is like green and bumpy? Yeah. That's kind of what it looks like. It looks like a watermelon with warts, is what you're saying. Yeah, and then inside, it's like white green, though. Okay. You know how you cut open like a honeydew, and it's yeah, almost yeah. the same... Color inside. Yes. It's the same with this. Piel de what? Piel de sapo. This melon is widely <laughs> available in Northern Hemisphere, grown in California and Arizona. They're harvested through June and October. It's interesting to me that Suntory made Midori because Suntory whiskey is like highly regarded and it's very, very good. I've had some Suntory whiskey. And so for them to come up with this weird melon liqueur, <laughs> it's kind of interesting. And it seems like... The, the time that it was birthed was a time of where the, like cocktails were on the rise. So it seems like they were trying to... What do you like, think that birth was like? Like break into the <laughs> toad-like. <laughs> it seems like they were trying to break into the cocktails world because they haven't, like, haven't gotten into that yet, you know? Yeah. 
And they're like, what do we have around us? I don't know. We have a bunch of these melons. Yeah. Let's make melon liqueur. I feel like Japan could have done better. It is Japan. I feel like Japan could have done better. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is I'm disappointed. <laughs> no, it, it's it's fine. I think Midori is good, but it has to be paired with the right things. Like some things are very good on their own and they kind of mix with a lot of things. I think Midori paired with the right things. Like that first drink was very good. Yes. This drink is a little weird. Again, if we took the cilantro down a notch, it would have been way better. Yeah. Like, honestly, at this point in the drink, I mean, I'm kind of nearing the end. The cilantro is muted at this point, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's not like this big, booming... It's gotten a little watered down. What, are you, what do you think if you put a little club soda in there? I think the club soda would have a much spicier flavor, because if you add something carbonated to something that's spicy already, it would just be too much spice. Hmm. So if anyone was waiting on the edge of their seats for the Nielsen story... <laughs> <laughs> that, we haven't talked about that in Put your since hand the down. beginning of the year. <laughs> no. I okay. uh, I got a check from Nielsen for $10, and it's the first time they didn't give me cash. It was like a full check. Why? Oh, was, it the, was this like the three-page thing that you filled out? Yeah, so I did that like uh, booklet about the yeah. stations I listened to, and yeah. they sent me the $10. But I've lost track of the money that I've made at this point. <laughs> I was keeping like a good record. You're just rolling in that quiche. I, through quarantine, when I was like super quarantined and I'd only go out like twice a week or every other week to the grocery store. And then I was just inside most of the time. This was like back March, April time. When I would emerge from my hole, I would turn in more lottery tickets and then get more and then go back into quarantine. And I won and turned in and won and turned in and just kept doing that. And I lost track of how much money I have. But I'm at $12 right now. I still have $12 I need to turn into... So you're up 12. I have 12. Total. Yes. That's in your bank account, $12. But this has been going on for like a year now. You have $12 total in your bank account. No, I no. have $12 <laughs> of Nielsen money. You have 12 Nielsen dollars. Yes. I think, you're down t- I think you're down quite a bit. I think I'm down. But you still have 12 of Nielsen dollars. Yep. Do you still talk with the Nielsen people? They haven't sent me anything recently. How's Justin doing? They and sent like me a lot of money, like typing. Dude, you were a unicorn. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So. So, no, this is a hard question. Which one was your favorite? To be completely honest, neither of them was a slam dunk. So do you think that's due to Midori or due to the Midori drink choices? Um, I don't think it was Midori's fault. I, I think both of those cocktails have potential and I think they just have to be tweaked a little bit. What I would say was for the first one, the Midori Sour, if we did like a little bit less club soda and then maybe just like even just put a stir rod in and just, just kind of stirred it up just to like a little bit just to balance the flavors, I think that would do a lot for it. In terms of the second cocktail, which was, what what was it called? Cilantro Surprise. Conflict and Compromise. Conflict of Interest. Yep. Conflict of Interest. Conflict and Compromise. That's, okay, that's like a red flag cocktail name, okay? It's like a book. That's not a freaking good name. Yeah. <laughs> The, it's the, like it's right like, next to war and peace on the shelf the, that's like naming your cocktail i promise i'm okay <laughs> well that's a pretty good name for a cocktail uh but but anyway if if you had a third of the cilantro with the way that i shook it so three it, slices I don't two know slices. slices yeah we don't put, know what slices put one put two cilantro leaves in there total and then shake it like i did because i did shake it very well i don't think you like bruise the cilantro enough um but i think if you do that i think that drink would go a lot further I was happy that it was sweeter than I thought, though. Because Agreed. You, you know, you likened it just because of the smell and, like, what was in it to a Bloody Mary. 
Yeah, but, well, like the first sip, right? Yeah. It changed. It changed over it changed, time, yeah. right? But the Bloody Mary and the Caesar that we had, the saltiness of that, like overall, and the yeah. savoriness total, yeah. I don't really like in a cocktail. Right, right. So this with the cilantro and jalapeno, it kind of smells like it would go more that way, but it, mm-hmm. it had a nice sweetness to it, I think. Yeah, cool. But I would have the first one over the second. Yeah, the one. first one was. Very well balanced, and it was refreshing. I think the first one was good. It did feel like we were at Studio 54, didn't it? Yeah, it felt like we were on the set of Saturday Night Boom. Fever. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not it. That's kind of post-disco weird. Cool. <sighs> Moving on. <laughs> I'm glad we did this episode. Yeah, I mean, I had it stuck in the back of my shelf. Had, had you not drank anything with it? Before? I had one drink that wasn't very good. And then it slowly made its way to the back of the shelf as I made other drinks. And then I was like, like, oh, yeah, I have Midori. Corduroy bear situation. And I feel like, from what I've read, that's what a lot of bartenders feel about it. I mean, it's like like bright green, has like this chipped ice, sort of frosted look to it. Yeah. It almost looks like it was on the set of the Flintstones live action movie. (laughs) (laughs) Like it was carved out of rock. Fake, Fake rock or ice. Yeah. I wonder how, <laughs> so this drink, yes. I wonder how it would be with mezcal instead of tequila. Do you think the smoked uh, bring all tequila the over. would have you gone with Kalen, the jalapeno? Bring all the ingredients over. You and Kalen can try that, and I will drink anything but that. <laughs> Do, how does Kalen feel about peppers in general? And she likes peppers? She would have a banana pepper cocktail with you. Banana pepper? Is that what you said? Didn't you say oh, a banana pepper cocktail? I was thinking two separate things in my mind right there. Like a bananas banana, and pepper. Comma pepper. No. Like banana pepper. Yeah. Banana pepper. Yeah. It's all about inflection. Banana pepper. Banana pepper. Banana pepper. Banana pepper or banana pepper. Do 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 do. Banana pepper. Do 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 do. Banana pepper. Do 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 Banana Yeah. So I thought these were both pretty good. I think when we did. <laughs> Look, when your inflection goes up way high. No. No one believes. So <laughs> so compare. Compare Midori <laughs> to Hypnotic. Uh, okay. The, both of those Hypnotic drinks were kind of like, mm, meh, you know. I tried having one. So yeah. pulling back the curtain a little bit, we didn't take pictures today of the Hypnotic episode. So we I didn't? had to make them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And take the pictures later. Yeah. And just later in the week, I tried them again. I was remembering them pretty good. And they were both just kind of like mediocre, sweet, art, like very artificial, sweet. And I feel like... Like, I don't think I would ever order those again, but I think I would make these again. I wouldn't. I wouldn't would, do either of them. Really? Yeah. You sounded like you really liked the first one. Look, if you gave me one, I would have the first one. Are you against right? tart? No, I'm not against tart. <laughs> I'm not. I'm very much pro-tart. Okay. <laughs> pro-tart. Yeah, I'm very pro-tart. Uh, I just think that, um, I don't think there was enough, right? I think, if, I, I think if the Midori was paired with something that was also very delicate, I think you might be able to kind of get a little more out of the Midori flavor. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this was just kind of um, dogpiled by like a bunch of other strong flavors. Would you agree with that? I feel like the second one, yes. The first one, I think it was pretty Certainly well Certainly the second one, yeah. Yeah, but I mean... It was just like lemon and lime. But a lot of lemon and lime. So I would be curious to see how Midori would taste, this might sound disgusting, but with a maybe semi-dry champagne, right? Because they're both kind of delicate... You'd kind of get like a little bit of. You definitely get some of the, um, you know, carbonation from the champagne. I think the I think carbonation goes well with Midori. I don't think it goes poorly, uh, but I think also the champagne 
with like a semi-dry, you might be able to get a little more out of the Midori mm-hmm. than, I th- than I think that you got out of either of these. That's all. That's all I got to say. Yeah, this episode was going to be something completely different until an hour before we did the episode. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's how we do. Yeah. You called the Audible, I too. I did. I was like, hey, Andy, I have Midori in my cabinet. Want to do that? I'm like, what is that? And you're like, you'll see. Have you ever heard of the Yabari? And I'm like, no. I'm like, is it kind of like the Santa Claus melon? (laughs) Is it kind of like Burpee's spicy watermelon? (laughs) (laughs) Is it kind of like old sassy Earl's favorite sweet melon juice? (laughs) (laughs) It's a hybrid. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Weird. (laughs) I don't know if I like it. (laughs) Seems like an odd pairing. Uh, yeah, when you see like Yubari and Midorian, like I'm not very well versed with Japanese culture or language. I'm like, oh, that kind of sounds cool. Like maybe it's like a really old school thing. There's a lot of aspects of Japan that are steeped in tradition. <laughs> not the case with these. <laughs> so, um, anyway, thanks for yeah, thanks for making it. Thanks for bringing it up, and yeah. um, it was a good episode. I feel like this episode would have gone very differently if we had the Blue Bahama. Very differently. <laughs> you wouldn't... Especially if we had the Blue I'd Bahama on top. I passed out and then woken up and been like, wow, has this has been recording for five hours? If we did... <laughs> if we did the first drink, then the Blue Bahama, then the last drink, there would have been expletives on the last drink. <laughs> but there weren't this time. You would have thrown it across the room. What the hell is... What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, All right, well, <laughs> well let's call it... <laughs> <laughs> well thanks for listening guys and we appreciate it and Always. check out our patreon because there's a free clip of me chewing chips on there <laughs> in case that uh it's is your thing it's 45 seconds long if people chewing crunchy things is your asmr thing <laughs> i'm not gonna label it <laughs> yeah uh then check it out yeah i uh Kalen actually has a really strong aversion to people chewing and like you know, like chewing loudly. And uh, I was following her around the house with that. You did? <laughs> she didn't like it. <laughs> so, oh, honestly, funny. if you want to play that prank on someone who also dislikes uh, chewing noises uh, there you go. passionately, uh, that might be that might be your little... I think it might be a good uh, thing to roll on your windows and play loudly at a stoplight. Oh, yeah. You know? Bump it outside? Yeah. Yes. Please do. All right. All right. Cool. <laughs> Thanks for listening today. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You can find this episode and others like it on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and a bunch of other places. You can go to our website at www.snackdownpod.com. You can support us on Patreon at www.patreon.com snackdown. And you can call us and leave us a message at 315-313-5456. And if you have a snack that you want us to eat, or something like that, just uh, DM us. We'll give you the address. You can send us a snack, and we will eat it and shout you out if that interests you. So, Or if you just have some weird cocktail that you want us to try, one that's full of peppers that Andy would hate. It's uh, not, no, buddy, it's not the peppers. The... <laughs> it's the cilantro. Oh, and I just found out that coriander is the seed of cilantro. So cilantro is not coriander, but cilantro grows from coriander. Cool. See you later. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Bye. 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 Oh, 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 o